0: Episode 237, week 14 of the Morning City. You got your host, Cat, here. Cat, 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 And I'm here joined by Brownie. Uh, I'm bringing energy, guys, but I'm under the weather again. Uh, while I conquered a, a virus that's taken down tons of people for the second time, strep throat came in the back door and punched me right in the side of the head. I, I got white patches and shit in the back. It's just brutal. Strep,
1: strep throat with third man in. Dude. Yeah, seriously. And I'm
0: yeah. there. I'm there celebrating and shit. And then I just get... Cold clock, man. but Always oh, like
1: Pierre Tergeron. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Great, great player. player. Yeah.
0: But so that's kind of what's going on with me. We have a, a super, super busy uh podcast plan for you. But Brownie, how's everything going, man? How's your week?
1: Good, good. I'm happy that we're here at 237, 37 for Bergeron. Bergeron. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I'm getting caught up at work. Finally, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We have a huge snowstorm coming in this weekend, really? which in theory I saw someone today said 30 inches, which is just ridiculous if that happens. Do you that's do you often get, heaven? Do you often get that much snow? In one snowstorm? No, that's like blizzard of 78.
0: Stuff. We got uh I think we got 36 inches of snow last winter. We were supposed to get eight oh, inches Yeah, in one night.
1: Yeah, th- no, not in one
0: night. No, swear to God, one night. I we I woke up, we were supposed to get eight to ten, walked outside. There was over three foot of snow on, on my deck. I got my plow truck stuck within three minutes, if that. I had no idea what to do. I like put it in reverse and I fucking down I went, and there was fucking nothing I
1: could do. And, Can you imagine? Would, Nashville got thirty six inches of snow.
0: This they would be
1: closed till spring. Yeah, <laughs> well, it melted. Yeah, see you in the springtime.
0: Like it, it's insane. Like I don't think people realize how much snow that is until you get it. I had never seen anything like that. I I remember gassing up the plow truck, thinking, okay, we'll get eight to ten, like whatever, still go to work. And I woke up and I looked out a sliding glass door and I'm like, "What? Yeah,
1: <laughs> like
0: my dog well, would yeah. drowned in the snow." It was crazy, but um, it's called a it's called a nor'easter.
1: Yeah, nor'easter.
0: Oh wow, nor'easter. R.
1: It's N-O-R apostrophe Easter, nor'easter. Who made that up? Probably the pilgrims, maybe. The nor'easter. Okay. Because it comes from the northeast, I believe. I know, but I for some reason, for the
0: longest time, I thought it was a northeastern, and I would tell people it's a northeastern. But, no, it's a everybody northeastern.
1: everybody went. Yep. He's an so,
0: idiot. Shout, shout out to the northeastern women's hockey team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: That's it. But, Big game guess, Friday. Big game Friday for them.
0: So you'll be busy. Big game Friday for the Rangers, too. We can talk about that a little bit. How are you? But, uh, okay, yeah. You want to just hop in? We're going to do some NHL news. This is
1: before the NHL? Okay, we'll do it before NHL news. Okay, so we have –
0: Unfortunately,
1: we had a few more racist incidents in the hockey world. At some point, we would hope that these would stop. But, unfortunately, they keep happening, and we have to do our due diligence and make sure everybody knows about it because, much like mushrooms – the way to get rid of this stuff is to shine a light on it. Uh, the AHL suspends uh, San Jose Barracuda Christoph Harabic, I'm going with, for 30 games for racial guester directed at Boku Imama of the Tucson, Road, Tucson Roadrunners. Harabic uh, Her- imitated a monkey's movements towards Imama, who is black. He was spotted by the Roadrunners bench, and it was confirmed via video. The day after this 30-game suspension was announced, Jacksonville Iceman Jacob Panetta was suspended indefinitely by the AHL and then released by his team after making an alleged racist taunt at South Carolina Stingray Jordan Subban. After a scrum the linesmen were pulling uh, Subban away, Panetta did a monkey-type movement, allegedly, at Subban who uh, went back after him, much like in the Jalen Smerrick case, the team was less than forthright in the aftermath when the Iceman tweeted out, and oh, quote, overtime began with a rough fight, resulting in multiple penalties on both sides, which prompted Subban to take to Twitter himself to reply to it, saying, more like Panetta was too much of a coward to fight me, and as soon as I began to turn my back, he started making monkey gestures at me, so I punched him in the face multiple times, and he turtles like the coward he is. There, fixed it. Boko Imama responded to Suban's tweet, quote, anyone else? Might as well get it out now and put an end to this BS. I'm going to pause here before we continue with the quotes, because it's pretty incendiary. Um, they're doing an investigation. As Ket and I talked offline before we started recording, you are innocent until proven guilty.
0: Well, you're the, supposed to be.
1: Yes. The the evidence could be construed a few different ways, I suppose. <laughs> The league and the team acted swiftly, um, which is in their right. And this kid Panetta came out and said all the right things. I I don't know. I know what it looked like to me and I have my opinion. Um, and it's not my place to try to force that opinion on anybody. I would suggest you go to the video. I would suggest you read the reports. I would suggest you wait for the investigation to conclude, um, and then go from there. Uh, Jalen Smerrick, who you remember, deal with an uh, issue like this in the Ukraine. He shared his thoughts via an Instagram post. Quote, it's the first month of 2022 and there has already been two racial gestures in the second and third highest leagues in North America. Just think about how many are happening at the youth level of young kids that we don't see or even know about because the game isn't being recorded. I'm going to pause again here. This to me is the crux of the issue. It's one thing at the NHL. It's one thing at the AHL, ECHL, college, because that's men, and you can defend yourself. If it's a little kid and having to deal with this stuff, I don't – I just can't stomach it as, as a dad myself. I just can't imagine. I mean, I went through stuff growing up. I've seen uh, guys that I played with, different sports deal with stuff. It's it's horrible. Um PK Subban, older brother, came out with a statement and went at Panetta for deleting all his social media. They don't call the East Coast lead the jungle because my brother and the other black players are the monkeys. Hey, at Panetta, you shouldn't be so quick to delete your Twitter or your Instagram account. You're probably able to play again. I think that was an emotional reaction, rightfully so, with his younger brother. Uh, After a measured Q&A with reporters where he kept his temper in check and he had some heartfelt words. Um, he said that I didn't sleep much. I maybe got to bed around 5 a.m. and had a conversation with my family. Sheer disappointment. It's distasteful. There's no room for it in our game. I'm embarrassed because our game is better than this. What I think about is all the great people and the great things about our game that I love. The unfortunate thing isn't just the incident. The unfortunate thing is how many kids deal with this every day and it doesn't come to light. And he went on to say, the biggest thing that I want for my, on behalf of my family is that we don't need pity from anyone. I didn't need it when I was five years old. I didn't need it when I was 10 years old. I didn't need it when I played junior hockey. My brothers don't need it. My parents didn't need it when they moved to Canada. And I think that speaks to maybe Jordan Subban's reaction. Uh, that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. And he had gotten this his whole life. And however it was intended... That's how he took it, and he reacted to it based on how it made him feel. Um, Akeem Lou came out with a statement. Can we stop saying hockey is for everyone? I know the nhls that's the NHL's mantra and what it's what they want you to believe, but as we continue to witness, it's simply not true. How about we say, let's make hockey for everyone. Let's admit our shortcomings and strive for something tangible. Uh, Andrew Shaw who's actually the cousin of this kid, uh, weighed in and came to his defense saying his cousin meant no harm, talked about how great a kid he is, how he's full of love and light and everything else, and he was simply doing the Tom Wilson flex move. Unfortunately, people dug in the Shaw's past. He had a homophobic slur when he was in the league, and he's had some questionable tweets uh, about um, different black culture. Uh, so that didn't help much. The bottom line is, if this kid did this, he shouldn't ever play again. Any Both these guys. I, I, I think. I think you have, to, you have to lay the line as if you're, I don't know, nowadays, what, 17 years old? You're a fucking adult. You know better. Yeah, you know all right if I'm wrong. Yeah, and I think there has to be heavy consequences to their actions.
0: Dude, I'm just, I'm so over this shit, and I think the reason why I'm over this shit It's just because, like, I don't understand why people treat other people bad, especially because of the color of their skin. It makes it makes quite literally no sense to me.
1: Agreed. It's mostly everybody here.
0: If everybody was just kind to one another and opened doors and said, please and thank you. And they minded their own business. The world would be the best place ever. I can't fathom how somebody would do something like this, one, just to do it, yeah. two, to do it on TV, and then three, to, like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm I i I'm hoping that this was just, and it's not even, a, you can't even say it's an overreaction, because the shit just keeps happening over and over and over again, and who am I to tell the Subans how they how they can and can't feel, dude? Like, right. they, they've seen and, and been through a lot more of that type of shit than I have, but I I just you know if the, if this guy did like the flex thing and this was completely like like he like this was not racially motivated at all in my opinion his his life's probably over and and if that's what it was like that's not fair but at the same time if this was what it was fuck this guy like right. it, that, it's that simple. But the thing—we so all is, make
1: an agreement at this point. If you're gonna do the flex, just make it a bicep flex and point yeah. to your muscle. Or There's to, really no way to misinterpret that, it, right?
0: It blows my fucking mind. But and and I'm just getting sick and tired every single week. We have something like this happen, Brownie, and it's like. No. Enough is enough. Like, What happened to the days of just watching hockey and being like, yo, did you see Darius Kasparaitis beat the shit out of that
1: guy? Like, Whatever happened to those things? I just got into a – I went down a rabbit hole the other night of Darius Kasparaitis. That's hilarious. Great player. Great player.
0: Who are they? They were interviewing somebody not that long ago, and they said that there were two players that when they stepped on the ice, you knew where they were at all times. One was Scott Stevens, and the other one was Darius Kasparaitis.
1: I could see that. There would have to be someone that overlapped them both.
0: Because I mean, Casper, Casper, fuck you up, and Scott Stevens. Didn't,
1: remember, Casperitis? Uh, he like uh, didn't he tomahawk his own goalie once? No, that was. Uh, that no, I'm was almost good. positive Casperitis did this overseas. An attorney. Oh, maybe his goalie let in a squib, and he <laughs> turned around and tomahawked
0: him. No shit, no. Yeah, I don't. I'm know. almost positive,
1: <laughs> but.
0: So, yeah, that's so it. let's
1: hopefully this is the last of this nonsense. Hopefully, and, and then,
0: hey, guys, and if you're a scumbag, stop being a scumbag.
1: Yeah, let's get some love 100%. in the world, man. Peace. And if you're dealing with this, yeah. fucking knock the guy in the mouth.
0: Yeah, that's another thing, dude. Like, and don't stop. Don't let get yeah, the in not- the way. Just beat the fucking wheels off him and move on.
1: Yeah. Jeez. We we fully endorse beating the bag out of racists. hundred percent. I'll get behind that.
0: We're we're a beat the bag out of racist podcast. <laughs> Along with NeckTap, two positive podcasts. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. So that, yeah.
0: that's what we got. All um, right, strep throat on.
1: and rally. Let's go. <laughs>
0: yeah, Mia Culpas, man. The first one on the list. This was me. Oh, yeah. Last week you talked about a guy in the Rangers whose old man passed away with 9/11 or something that had to do with it. I didn't know. He was, what was a going big. On. He was
1: a big Rangers fan. Yeah,
0: my hand is up because I don't get game night. I only get the games.
1: I don't remember what game like the pregame thing. Is that what it is? Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't, I don't get like the, and I'm sure if I had, and I, I used to watch all the pregame. So, but Anthony Greco played for the Rangers. Uh, He was called up. He actually, dude, I, I don't know if I was like fucked up watching the game, but I remember a couple shifts of him and he, you know, he worked hard. So hand up on that. Um, Oh boy. Jay Moore role was Bob sugar.
1: Yeah. Well, I called him, I think Bob snow, who's somebody else I was told. Okay. That was that one's mine. Yeah, (laughs) that was was
0: mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Jay Moore is hilarious, by the way.
0: I don't know if I know who that is.
1: Jay Moore, the actor. He does stand up, too. Yeah, he's funny, dude. Funny, dude. So this one, the Willie O'Ree ceremony, when I said it was Anson Carter with alumni of the initiative. Well, one of those alumni was Blake Bolden, who is no slouch. (laughs) She is the first African American woman to play in the NWHL. She was she, the captain of – what? Yeah, she's the one with the Kings. Yeah. yeah, she's the captain of she was the captain of Boston College. She won the CWHL championship. They won she won the NWHL Isabel Cup which is their championship. <laughs> Second female scout in the NHL for the Kings and the first African American and shout out to the first female scout Bridget Laquette from the First Nations for Chicago. So yeah, missed that one. Uh, Blake Bolden and uh Blake Bolden is uh, quite the attractive young lady as well, I will say.
0: Uh Rocket.
1: I feel like <laughs> that was that was the politest way I could say that.
0: Yeah, I was I was gonna throw that in there at the end there too. So <laughs> um actually do we have do we have I know this is an NHL in the news thing. I'm just looking really quick. Yeah we do have it. Let me just, can we just mention it because we're talking about female hockey and all that stuff. Shout yeah, out to her. shout out to uh Emily Castongway she became the first woman in uh NHL history to become an assistant GM or V yep. So Vancouver. Vancouver, quick shout out to her. When the Rangers drafted Alexi Lafreniere, I knew that she was his agent. And with a quick Google search, I was able she to She was find an agent too? She was Alexi Lafreniere's agent, Matthew Joseph, uh, Antoine Roussel. It seemed like a lot of the, like, the French-Canadian guys. Yep. Um,
1: she she speaks both, yeah. <clears throat> so I
0: sent her an email. Like I went on like the agent website, sent her an email like, hey, my name's Ked, morning skate, blah, 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 blah. She responded in like three hours. Really? Said, hey, listen. Like, I don't think I can get Alexi on because the Rangers are kind of weird with podcasts. But I, you know, maybe in the future we can figure something out. I just thought it was really cool for her to do that because I don't yeah, know. If didn't they, have if to I emailed any other agents; they would have responded. So
1: yeah.
0: I'm very team. Emily Again,
1: be great. nice, <laughs> right? Be nice. I'm I'm on
0: her side, so I just it I cost to her
1: 30 her seconds of her life, and you're still talking about her.
0: Hell yeah, I, dude! Yeah. I was I was fired up when I saw that. I was like, no yeah. shit. So technically, I emailed an assistant GM of the NHL, and she emailed. While we're
1: speaking about. While we're speaking about GMs, I know we're jumping around, but I, when I was waiting for you, I happened to be scrolling through um, Instagram, and per Darren Drager, the Canucks are close on naming Patrick Patrick Alvin, Alvin as the new GM. Which I love this. His name is spelled A L L V I N. I mean, that's like all win or all in. It's fantastic.
0: Oh, I like that. I didn't even think so, of
1: that. That's good. Yeah. So good yeah, stuff. that was just while we're talking about Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and then. Oh, do you want to escrow. go with the escrow? I forgot. I love to this year. is. Yeah. So escrow in the NHL is basically the NHL holds back uh from the guy the players' contracts to even out the split of hockey revenue. Okay. Right now for this season, because of the pandemic and everything, it's at 20%. So that's a big chunk of change. So if you sign a hundred, so for every hundred thousand dollars you make, the NHL is holding an escrow 20 grand. Do I ever get it back? If At the end of the year, when they do all the math, and this is why there's been some back and forth, they have to show the books, they have to have an (laughs) NHL player rep view it and also the NHL, because for years it was almost like, ah, you get what you get, you know what I mean? Now it's about, you know, everybody has to show. If, um, If the revenue for the season, once the revenue for the season is all counted, if the league makes back that money, the players then get back their escrow. So if the league team if the teams don't bring in whatever amount to get to that level, the players don't get that escrow because it keeps the league going. Make sense? So there's some teams that end up being below. Well, no, they're not below because it's it's always made up from the players' escrow. Well, without the escrow.
0: Without the escrow, oh, without the team escrow, team- there
1: are teams that don't make their nut. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of no. crazy. Is this the only sport that it's like that? No, I'm sure. Well, I, I like the NFL, I would assume you'd have to be an absolute donkey not to make your nut, right? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they just print money. Major League Baseball maybe because the salaries are so crazy. <laughs> but this is why the NHL is so dependent on uh, uh, gate tickets because like Toronto, it's something like $3.5 million every night is what they make for every game. Holy shit! So that's why it's so important now. Like Fink is Fink is always telling us about the Dallas Stars four dollar ticket nights. They're not doing that, right? Mm -hmm. But the other barns that sell out. So this is and this is all because of Marshawn's tweet with him and uh, who was he going back and forth with?
0: Uh, Trocek.
1: Yeah, so him and Trocek were going back and forth, and they he said, "Oh, you call me a rat," and then Marshawn said, uh, "Calling a." Um, I'm a Lamborghini. Oh, yeah. You're a Prius. Yeah. So then, Carolina, the team account came back at Marshawn because they pumped the Bruins, and they wrote L must stand for Lamborghini. And Marshawn, with the all-time clapback, go. You're the reason we play. We pay twenty percent escrow. And what he was alluding to the fact is that Carolina doesn't sell out. They don't sell merch, and they're not. They're not carrying the their weight.
0: They're not the Bruins. Okay. Yeah.
1: So he's not only is he super quick, but he's like on point with his shit too. So that's that's my version of Escrow. I'm sure I'll hear tomorrow or whenever we release this. What's wrong? But there you go.
0: Well, I appreciate that.
1: No, right, no problem, buddy. All right, me and Call right, the music get
0: out there anywhere. I miss you. So let's do, <laughs> let's do the intro. man. here we go. The countdown going on right now. Tomorrow, up to show I'm so dumb. We have to do NHL music.
1: I was sitting there like,
0: wait, is that the right?
1: A- add is- that to a mea
0: culpa next week. Ted, I say leave
1: that up. in too. That's hilarious.
0: God, man. I am. Hey, you're. I'm going a bear man. the
1: breathing. What? This is your the. This is your Jordan flu game.
0: This. I feel way worse. Tonight than I did last week. But
1: some okay. motherfucker. Dude, brutal. Um yeah. Brownie fixes
0: the all-star game. Oh. I actually really like this a lot.
1: So, this is my idea for the All-Star game. I've been thinking about this. As you know, I'm a contractor, a lot of loud noises <laughs> all day. Don't really talk. I'm in my own head quite a bit. So, you have the all-star game. You have a players-only vote for the 18 guy or 20 guys on the roster of each team. I like Maybe that a lot. Maybe expand it out a little bit, but for the game itself, is only players vote. Yeah, but fans will get so pissy about that. But that's how it should be. That's Listen, how it, it should be. This is how this will get fixed. You do a you do a uh, players only vote, and you make the prize for this like significant. you get like, your 20, you, Winners get their twenty percent escrow back. No. Or what, you back. Do, <laughs> what you do is you say the winning team gets ten grand each. The losing team (laughs) has to pay that 10 grand. I like it. And I also also like that that I think that they should pick teams. So you have your 20 guys. Whoever the top two guys in points, when the team is announced, those are your two captains of your two squads. They flip a coin and they pick. Right? So that's that. For the uh, skills competition, this should be the fan vote, and this should cover every single guy in the <laughs> league should be eligible for this, because every team has a guy that's not going to go the All Star that could win one of the skills, like Trevor Zegers. Yeah, Zeger. Now this is the NHL's doing the right thing by inviting Zegers for the Breakaway Challenge. But I, we were talking about Johnny Boychuk uh, episode or two ago. Johnny Boychuk has a bomb of a Hammer. shot. Hammer. He would have been great in the hardest shot. Right. I like that a lot. Or like someone like, uh, I don't know. Uh, What's the guy? That's the skater, Michael Grabner. What's the what's the big defenseman? Uh, Miller. Keandre? Yeah. Who flies? Yeah. He could get voted in for the fastest skater. So I think that would fix this whole
0: thing. I, I think so, too. I mean, it. Chris Kreider better be in the fastest skater. I'm very interested to see what happens. Dude, I have
1: some. I have some comments about uh, the Rangers. I've been doing some thinking about this. We'll save it for the thing. I can't wait to talk Chris
0: Kreider with you. Um, I like that. Uh, More on the Austin game this day in 2019, Kendall Coyne Schofield became the first woman to participate in the NHL Skills with the fastest skater event. She flies, good stride on her. She also
1: weighs like 105 (laughs) pounds too. So that's
0: true.
1: And it's all it's. She probably has like just can motor, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we mentioned Zegers. Yep, I didn't see this, but the Sabres players wore local youth hockey jerseys to the Saturday game versus Philly, and they won six three. That was awesome. Cool. They
1: all walked in with different jerseys on. I like that. Did you see? Uh, there's a play tonight. Actually, tough week for Buffalo, but Brad
0: Drake Bra- Batherson on Bath- um, Bath- the Senators.
1: Batherson, I think, right?
0: <coughs> went to go behind the net, and Aaron Dell just fucking hammered him with oh, the home.
1: goalie. Oh, my yeah. God. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You. I think you suspend him. That was an elbow. If that if that's a defenseman doing that,
1: did he hit him in the head?
0: Yeah, fucking sent him flying into the boards. He's injured.
1: Oh, he got hurt. I think he's injured. I think you suspend him. Did you see the stuff? I put it up in my post the other night when they when the Bruins lost to Anaheim. Uh, it was a TV timeout, and John Gibson is skating to the Ducks bench, and he was behind Felino. and he gave him the waffle in the back of the head with the blocker. Yeah. And uh Connor Ryan, who's a uh, uh Bruins writer in this area who's super on top of stuff, he dug up some old clip where uh I guess when Felino played with Minnesota, maybe? Maybe he was Who in was Minnesota. Anyway. Wherever wherever Foligno was at some point, him in in back in like 2019. Gibson Wait, Nick Felino Yeah,
0: he either played for Columbus or Ottawa.
1: Oh, Columbus, Columbus. Sorry, thank you. So it was he, uh, uh, Gibson tripped him, and Felino skated back at him, and the two of them threw a couple of punches. So this was Gibson's <laughs> like been waiting that. for this chance. I love that stuff.
0: I like that a lot. So it was, it was like a reverse Sean Avery Tim
1: Thomas. Oh, when uh, when he gave him the elbow. It's kind of like to accept for a goalie on a player. Of course, in the Facebook pages, people are like Tim Thomas would have cleaned John Gibson's clock. I'm like, Jesus Christ, shut up! Yeah, they just hate Tuca so much.
0: Um, San Jose, Eric Carlson reevaluated in mid-March for a torn muscle in his forearm.
1: That's yeah, tough break for Carlson. He was having a great year,
0: dude. I feel like he's just always hurt. Like, there's just always something going on them,
1: and sucks because like. Well, he, he also weighs 105 work. pounds.
0: He's so good.
1: Once he got but, his hair cut, he lost all his strength.
0: Hopefully uh, hopefully he comes back. He'll be good. Uh, the guy who bleeds red, white, and blue, Justin Falk, <laughs> <laughs> hates, uh, hates Canada. He came out and said about the upcoming trip to Canada. I'm not looking forward to Canada one bit. We'll play some hot games, to get it over with, come back, and then they got pumped 7-1. Our boy Jenks was in the stands.
1: Jenks took his mom to that game too. Yeah, so – was-
0: guy, dude. I feel like Jenks is a good kid. That's why,
1: that's why I put it in with he hates South Park because it was Blame Canada. <laughs> you remember the song, yeah, but yeah. So he, uh, I want to say he was like a dash four in the game, too. Tough look. Did you ever see that one episode
0: of South Park when they play hockey?
1: Maybe I, then, I don't, I, it's, it's too much, it's 20 some odd years,
0: man. There's a lot there.
1: Um, My favorite is with, is the P.F. Chang when he takes the shit so big it turns into Bono. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just took a sip. I should have kept quiet. <laughs> or or
0: the um, – they're trying to get cancer to get the weed, so they're just carrying yeah. their ball bag around. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah, right. Randy <laughs> Marsh all-time. <laughs> teddy Bear Toss time, uh, the AHL Hershey Bears. That's Washington's affiliate. Set a world record for the Teddy Bear Toss, 52,341 Bears.
1: Who's the poor shit that's got to count the bears? That's the ice crew, right? I didn't it's gotta even be. I didn't even think of that. It's got. It's like a
0: coin star thing where you put them in and just counts it for you. <laughs> it's some giant coin star, <laughs>
1: right? Like we're gonna keep seventeen percent of these bears.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they got the shutout against the Wolfpack. Fuck. Um, Axel Johnson Vajalbi getting the teddy bear goal and out to to the hat trick. He had sick hair too. Like yeah, he had a nice little set of uh lettuce on them, so pretty cool
1: teddy bear um toss is pretty cool especially <coughs> players diving into the giant pile of teddy bears mm-hmm. you know it's pretty cool i what happened on your teddy bear toss
0: i didn't score it but it was pretty cool there were a ton of bears there yeah it's pretty it's a pretty good time um toronto after the 6-3 loss to the rangers last wednesday sheldon Keefe said that the team was too soft um while well, accurate Toronto's or anything worth seeing you call a call hockey player, I mean I
1: mean, obviously we know there's worse things like we talked about earlier. But yeah, yeah, in yeah. this context, for for a hockey for a professional hockey player to be called soft by his coach, is that about the worst? Lazy? Maybe I don't know. I feel like soft is worse than lazy, though.
0: Yeah, I'd rather be called lazy.
1: Yeah. That's tough.
0: But it's true. Rangers started banging bodies. Yeah, fucking Ryan Reeves out there, bada boom. So no okay. one
1: calls Patrice Bergeron soft captain of <laughs> the all-star, but go ahead.
0: You're not wrong. Um, Tampa Bay, last Tuesday, versus missed the Kings. The Bolts won 6-4, playing only four defensemen. Hedman two goals and assists with over 32 minutes on ice. Uh, this happened due to Tampa Bay being tied against the cap. Since none of the injured players qualify for long-term injured reserve, the Bolts had to play with 16 skaters. In order to go long-term in reserve, a player must miss 10 games in 24 days. Ryan McDonough logged the second-most time on ice with over 29. Hedman said that he was, ex- he was so excited to play that night that he couldn't relax enough to take a pregame nap.
1: It's like walk going a beer league and you know there's only you know two lines 4d you're like let's go
0: yeah but like we're gonna get into that in a little bit with my beer league you're, you're definitely gonna call me soft but uh <laughs> that's that's insane I didn't know that that happened 4d yeah and they, they, they couldn't
1: even do an emergency call-up because of their money situation and they won yeah Great. and they won of course yeah
0: uh we talked about the ducks a little while ago the New York Rangers in the best draft of all time gets was taken 19 on the third thoughts podcast and said that he was contacted by the Rangers under the impression that he was going to be drafted by the Rangers. The Rangers took Hugh Jessamine at twelve. He was from Dartmouth. Uh, two games played in the NHL with Florida, going zero 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 dash one and five pims. Sharice Bergeron was taken forty fifth by Boston in the same draft. I mean, there were so many names in that draft. Well, I don't that, think we'll that draft, draft is draft
1: called like it's called the best draft of all time. I think, I think we'll Nasty was in that draft too. Actually, I don't think we'll ever see another draft like that. No. And I will say that that Rangers pick might have been worse than the Bruins three picks in a row in 2015.
0: <laughs> it's definitely up. It's up for debate. I mean, it's, it's pretty brutal. Um, Washington, Vegas. Robin Leonard had to change his mask in game after a veteran shot broke it. Uh, it was really hard. It was really, it was a really hard shot to take in the head. He broke my cage. It was a little scary. You felt the cage uh, kind of bend to the cheekbone a little bit. I was lucky. It wasn't a little harder. Uh, Vegas beat Washington one nothing. Can you imagine taking a fucking clap bomb to the face by a Oh my god!
1: Yeah. When I was coaching, we lacrosse, not hockey. Uh, me and one of the coaches would rip shots on the. Uh, this was years ago, obviously, on the goalies and stuff. And what we used to do is we did what our coaches did, and they would put the defensive players, middies and defensemen, in net with no stick. And the ball would be like en route and the other coach would blow the whistle. So you have to turn around and block it with your body. I mean, you can't do that now. You get jailed. But back in then it, huh? In lacrosse? Yeah, we used to do that in lacrosse. So oh your God. defensive players weren't afraid to block shots. And in lacrosse, you very very minimal pads. But yeah, I remember I'm not blocking
0: looking, shit in lacrosse.
1: <laughs> I, well, I remember having welts and you could see like the warrior logo on my chest. But uh I I remember he took the other coach took this underhand shot and he smoked one of our D men in the nuts. Kid was down. He brought up two pieces of the cup, broke it in oh half.
0: God, yeah, yeah. that ain't me. That's that's kind of when I just sit out to the side and somebody else can go do that.
1: <laughs> I can't handle that
0: shit. Um, back to Vancouver. Past Sunday, in a game where St. This
1: is the craziest story, dude.
0: Thatcher Demko was in protocol, backup bureau lock was good to go, but tested positive trying to get back in Canada with the team, so he was out. That put Spencer Martin in net for a second start with Mikey DiPietro backing him up. Barnes started versus Florida the previous Friday and got the game to a shootout but fell short there. Now he, too, is in protocol and was able to back up DiPietro on Sunday.
1: He was unable. unable, couldn't back him up, yeah.
0: And uh, Instead, with no one able to back up DiPietro, <coughs> the team had to use EBUG Ryan Toth at UBC Thunderbirds at University of British Columbia. As the Canucks didn't have another back or goalie signed, Bruce Boudreau joked that he might dress as the backup. I mean, it's they, they don't have real. any other
1: goalies. What's What's ironic though is they still have Braden Holpe. they're still paying him, and they have one more year of Luongo. No shit. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Can you imagine if they brought back Bobby Lou? Sheesh. He probably would have uh, done it. <laughs> probably. Uh quick Olympic update. Canada announced their men's roster. It's a lot better than the uh, American roster. These opinion, are the names but... I
1: knew. I mean, there might be more, yeah. but these are the guys that jumped out <laughs> at me.
0: Eric Stahl, Owen Powers, Mason McTavish, and the goalie uh Devon Levy. Bruins prospect. I forget how they got him. They traded I think he came from Florida. This might have been I a thought he the was guys. the
1: Florida prospect. No? Is he a Bruins no, prospect? I think
0: I think he was a part of the Reinhardt deal. Oh, okay. <laughs> watch me me a culpa of that radar, yeah. right but um and then how about you take this Brad Martian one I know you like your boys
1: all right so this is like the in polar opposite of the earlier story well it's similar but with a much better outcome so far uh so there's this uh initiative up in Canada was started called the red Tape initiative Logan Prosper a 19 year old St Mary's University student started the initiative after he was He was uh, subjected to racist slurs by players and fans while playing for the Cape Britain, talk much? West Island's (laughs) minor league uh, team in, oh boy, Camp in 2019. The incident made headlines at the time and led to the creation of the red tape movement. Players across the province and the country wrapped their sticks with red tape to pledge support for Prosper and for the commitment to end racism on and off the ice. So apparently Prosper's dad met an old friend of Marchand's because they're all from Nova Scotia, which I feel like is like 100 people on some little island, uh, and talked to him about the movement. And the guy was all about it and said he would get Prosper a jersey as they were all Bruins fans. Uh, Then the pandemic hit. Everything got kind of pushed away and they thought it wasn't going to happen. So flash forward to this week and all of a sudden the jersey shows up with a message from Marchand in the... Mikim- oh, this is why you wanted me to do this one. Mikimwa language, which is the indigenous language of prospects. Wakaba First Nation. And I'm going to apologize if I get any of this wrong. Um, so Marchon wrote on the jersey. He wrote this out. Uh, Kaluqua Telakteken Widget Red Tape, which translates to good work on the red tape. Uh, Logan no longer plays due to concussions. But it's focused on growing the initiative, and is he was very excited for the jersey. So his dad – this was the funny part to me. So his dad's also a big Bruins fan, and since the package was addressed to him, he says uh-huh. by Marshawn, he cut out the label and is framing that in a shadow box for himself while the kid has the jersey. I like that. I just, I just think it's great that – listen, we talked about being nice, doing the smallest little things. You talked about that assistant GM emailing you back. This maybe took Brad Marshawn 20 minutes. Yeah. And to look it up, the language to make sure he knew the right thing, and this kid's going to remember this for the rest of his life, and the dad's going to remember it for the rest of his life. And it's just the smallest little thing, like it's like we talk about with Bolt Bennett. It's the same thing. You can do the smallest thing to make someone else's day better. Do you have like anything that just doesn't?
0: Um, there's no value, but somebody like signed it. So it's like, oh, I like it. I have one that kind
1: of reminds me of that, dude. I, Bobby Carpenter, I have an autographed picture when I interviewed him. I asked him if I could send it back to him, do so we update it and personalize? And he did, and it's fantastic. Listen, I'm too old to have pictures of hockey players <laughs> hanging. <laughs> uh, look at all the, all the Gimla stuff I have, it's crazy. But that uh, little stuff it means something to you. Listen, that's the intrinsic value of an item is what it means to you. So the fact that you're wearing that white hoodie, which maybe you found outside a bar, but that was the night you met Ryan Callahan and talked to him, and, you, and he said, right. "Hey, nice sweatshirt." That sweatshirt has an intrinsic value of a lot more to you than the five dollars it's worth.
0: No, to you, it's get it,
1: and that's that's how that stuff works. Me and a couple of my buddies built a beer pong table years ago, and yep.
0: we built it out of like uh, chewing tins, like bunch of the, the, like,
1: oh tins, empty, like and yep. shit,
0: yeah, yep. empty ones. And I forget who gave it to me, but I had a signed Grizzly Mint can signed by Milan Lucic, and that yeah. was like that was like oh well, you know it's kind of cool.
1: <laughs> so what's the what's the what's the dollar value of of a uh, of a fucking empty tin can, right? Yeah, but right Milan, exactly. Right, that's the whole thing. Like I have my grandfather's fedora. It doesn't fit my dome, and the hat's probably not a great hat. Maybe <laughs> it was twenty dollars, but to me it's priceless, and I, I can't even wear it, but I have yeah. it. know,
0: I get what you're saying,
1: 100%. Oh, Um, this is the other thing with Marshawn. So it was either, listen, old guy, I don't know how Twitter works, and I can't figure out who tweets and who retweets. But Spitting Keeps and World Hockey Report, both their logos are on this. So someone retweeted someone else. So it tweeted out that there was another jersey after a loss in Edmonton on the ice. Someone threw another jersey, which is the most idiotic thing to me because those are at least a $100. But anyways, Marshawn replied, and fans wonder why McDavid and Saddle won't sign back there. Listen, Marshawn is out of fucks to give, apparently.
0: <laughs> Which right. is kind of nice, though.
1: Oh, yeah, it's refreshing, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just shooting from the hip, and it's true. Like, dude, if you're throwing a hockey jersey on, on a sheet of ice going to a game, just don't go to the
1: game. Is that the dumbest thing?
0: It's up there. I can't ever it's imagine. Like jersey the, ice. the only way I would ever do that is if they like named Mark Stahl captain. I'd be done with the team. <laughs>
1: But, but if they, but if are oh, they going to name Jake the Bruss captain when the Rangers trade for him Rangers um
0: Jake Bruss. that's just that's chatter it's chit chat
1: but uh it's like when people like when Brady got tra- when Brady left and went to left he, the Patriots and went to the Bucks there was videos of people burning Brady jerseys it's like you really think Tom Brady's at home going oh my god they're burning my jerseys he's like you idiots you're going to go buy a fucking Bucks one and I'm going to get the money off that one too seriously so dumb it's very dumb uh, our condolences go
0: to the Islanders and Clark Gillies. Passed away age 67 last Friday. He was a four-time Stanley Cup champion. Played 11 seasons with Islanders, two seasons with, with Buffalo. Native of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Nicknamed by teammate Eddie Westfall, Jethro by his resemblance to Beverly Hills star Max Baer. Uh, turned attitude and team around when dismantled by Dave Schultz in his rookie season of 74-75. No, when
1: dismantled Dave
0: Schultz. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, he had legendary battles with Terry O'Reilly. Boston Bruin. Yep. Most recently during the playoffs last year between the Islanders and Boston, he was on the Jumbotron, chugging a beer and then smashing the empty beer can over his head. You love Yeah, Santa. he was like,
1: what, 66, 65 at the time? It's fantastic.
0: He was drafted fourth overall, loved by everyone who crossed paths with him. He scored 30 plus goals in four consecutive seasons on a line with Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier. Cup champion 80, 81, 82, 83. Hockey Hall of Fame in uh, 2002. The number nine was retired by the Islanders in 96. Uh, Nine hundred fifty-eight games played, three hundred nineteen goals, three hundred seventy-eight assists for six hundred ninety-seven uh, points and over a thousand penalty minutes. In the playoffs, one hundred sixty-four games played. He had forty-seven goals, forty-seven assists, ninety-four points, and two hundred eighty-seven pims. So,
1: just a beast but, of a huge guy, soft hands, tough protector. Yeah, that uh, that Dave, um, that fight with uh, with Dave Schultz. Dave Schultz was the Ryan Reeves of the day for Philly. Oh yeah. And- he, un- he just took them apart. Yeah. But, and him and O'Reilly uh, used to battle. Rest in peace to Clark. Yeah. And to his friends and family, our condolences.
0: Uh, we're now going to get into our jump and change segment. Uh, I thought this was cool. San Francisco 49 scary Robbie Gold on uptick in his charity that combats childhood cancer when Chicago Bear fans were donating, commenting, fuck the Packers. You love seeing that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the <coughs> Cameras caught Jimmy Garoppolo, Chicago guy, and Gold, the former Bear, talking after his game-winning field goal, saying "fuck the Packers."
1: Yeah, it was Garoppolo ran over to him, and he's like, "That was awesome." He's like, "And fuck the Packers," and yeah. the hot mic caught it. That's great. Well,
0: it was crazy because, like, you're not supposed to be able to win at Lambeau. And yeah. yeah, they bro. did. Uh, Cincinnati rookie kicker Evan McPherson. This kid. Him, this if I was guy. gonna buy
1: a football jersey, it might be this kid's.
0: Yeah. He told Joe Burrow as he walked out to attempt the 52-yard game-winning field goal, guess we're going to the championship game, huh? I mean – Instant, so instant legend. Cool.
1: That's it, man. That's so cool. Like, and it was his fourth kick of the day, his fourth field goal of the day too. Just that – you you want that guy as a kicker. look at like that kicker. attitude. Rookie kicker.
0: Uh, Antonio Brown with an Instagram post after the Bucks eliminated. It was with his like shirt off with the sign that said the, po- the essentially the Bucks lost. Then he came out and said that uh, he's looking forward to playing in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. And he had a
1: picture propped up of him in a Baltimore jersey.
0: I'm out on Antonio Brown. so
1: fuck him. Get Uh, help if you need it, but shut up.
0: Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Chris Captain America Evans are teaming up to make a Christmas movie. That'll be must-watch.
1: Yeah, I just thought that's hilarious.
0: Uh, David Ortiz was named to the Baseball Hall of Fame. He might be the first guy who did steroids to get in.
1: Uh, maybe, yeah. oh uh,
0: not sure there's Frank, other Frank ones Thomas
1: is in, so I don't know if Frank Thomas in Seroid City. Look at the size of Frank Thomas and look think, at the size of his head. Yeah,
0: but yeah, but that he looked like the guy from the eight mile or the green mile.
1: I was gonna say MM. You know <laughs> what
0: I'm talking about? You ever seen <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, Green yeah, Mile yeah. With Tom Hanks? Yeah. What the hell was his name? That guy passed
1: away a couple years ago. He was huge. Yeah, he had a real deep voice. He was yeah, actually, he's in a movie, uh He's in a movie, you know, so you know who the, the, you know who Broken Lizard is? No. The Super Trooper guys. Okay. That's their comedy troupe. It's called, uh, it's called, uh, Broken Lizard. How's my fucking memory? (laughs) Um, anyways, he, so they have a whole series of films and, uh, he is in their movie called the Slammin' Salmon and he's one of the stars. His name is, uh, Michael Clark Duncan.
0: That's what it is. Yeah, it is. and
1: Sam and Slam is a pretty funny movie.
0: He was also in um, Two and a Half Men. He was Charlie's like neighbor. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, when the little
1: the kid was scamming on his daughter. Right, right, right. That's right.
0: Um, and then we have a new follower on our Instagram, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. went to the Rangers game the other night. <coughs> he tweeted Adam Fox. Adam Fox tweeted back. We posted it, and, and I woke up this morning after Disco Tagman It said Johnny Manziel's following us.
1: He's Johnny like, football, right?
0: Johnny fucking football, dude. Electric, I don't know if there's ever been more electric college football player. You could argue, argue, Reggie Bush, but
1: so if he's becoming a hockey fan, Johnny, listen, if you're following us and listening, come on, on, bud. You we'll know, no, you that was like the
0: first thing I did message him right away, Johnny. What's up,
1: buddy? We'll talk hockey. I mean, um, yeah, we'll talk hockey with you, but I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Didn't me, used to do like this, like a money thing, right? Wasn't that him? Yeah, that was his yeah. thing.
0: He, dude, he was fucking sick. Um. And he's not a Rangers game. So the Rangers, they won uh, last night. Adam Fox, what a shootout goal. It was a good comeback win against yeah. the Hey, team. where
1: did he go? Where, what number was he in the shootout? Late. So it went Crider,
0: Zibanejad, Panarin, Lafreniere, and then probably Fox. Maybe he was five.
1: Okay. I was just but
0: There was like They asked Lon about it. And he said that <coughs> Fox said he wasn't comfortable doing it, but it looks like he's going to start doing it
1: from now on. That was a uh, sick move. A little tuck that in backhand. That was what nice. a move. Um, but so calm. Least, He's very calm,
0: at, dude. The LA Kings look like a pretty good little hockey team. I don't think that they're gonna fucking make any noise. But I was impressed. I was Except impressed by those helmets yeah. are
1: awful.
0: The helmets are brutal. Brendan Lemieux with a fucking stupid five minute five minute game hit on Lindgren. Uh, but yeah, what the, do Rangers do? Are, <laughs> the Rangers are now eight eleven and two against the top half of the league, but they're eight four and one when Shesterkin's in net.
1: I like that. Uh, Chris Kreider scored 30 goals for the first time. Oh, That's- so this is my thing about Kreider. So I feel like these are all tertiary uh, benefits of Ryan Reeves.
0: Yeah, I probably. Do. He doesn't have to be
1: that guy. I feel like everyone's playing bigger. Everyone's got a little more comfort. And I feel like guys like Panarin aren't getting run. Chris Kreider is not that extra hit. You know what I mean? Because of Revo. And I really think you know who really would have benefited from Reeves being there as your boy. Who, if Brendan Smith was there, he would have been loving life right now. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure, for sure. But it's he would uh, have been taking on middleweights.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely made quite the impact. I would agree with that.
1: Did you see the 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 uh, tweet yeah. that Danny Heatley had? Oh yeah, how he studied uh studied off. He his off season studying the blue line. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. <laughs> Capo's out, he's hurt. Heedle's out, he's hurt. There's some rumors about Chitron, uh, Um p- 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 Our boy NRD sent me a couple names. I don't know if he wants me to kind of air him out, but looks like there's some stuff in the Rangers. JT Miller's name is thrown out there. <coughs> talk to NRD. Rangers is one like, of the three
1: teams, yeah. Frank Talk to
0: He thinks that that's more of the Rangers just put out a something like that to drive a different trade lower. I think the Rangers are hard in on Hurdle. We're, we're I think gonna they're hard in on that. DeBrusque. I don't think so.
1: Future captain of the New York Rangers, Jake DeBrusk. I don't
0: think so. But the Rangers—they play Friday night against Minnesota. Zuccarello will be there, and they're—they're they're retiring Henrik Lundquist's jersey. So oh, that's that right. That's Friday. Cool. Right. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's why I, I mean they're buzzing, dude. I I love the New York Rangers.
1: So yeah, they're doing well for sure.
0: And they, you know what they got? They got shit pumped the other night by Carolina, but they didn't give up, and they kind of they kind of came back, and they you know they still lost. I think by like, Carolina.
1: Carolina's for real. They yeah, shit dude. pumped the Bruins too. The really good hockey
0: team, man. Really on week week week.
1: Night, they fucking crushed them.
0: But that's uh, that's what I got for the Rangers. I don't really have that much. They're just their wagon. So Fair. watch, watch them out. I mean, if you look like the Eastern Conference standings, it looks like they're gonna make the offs. So we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see what ends up happening. But what do you got on the bees?
1: So during the Anaheim game last night, was that last night? What's today? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tuesday. so last night during the Anaheim game, the chance in the third, we want Swayman. Not a good look for Tukes. Um, the uh, Rask definitely looks rusty. The AHL starts that he lost to COVID because of the protocol, uh, the shutdown, I'm sorry, would definitely have helped. And Cassidy is preaching patience. I mean, what's he going to say? Um, but he said that at one point he said Tuka may need a few weeks. And he also said it could be eight to ten starts. That's tough. Someone, I saw someone, a reporter uh, had the idea that the reason Tuca had two in a row is because they don't want him to play Colorado tomorrow night and they're going to give that to Ulmark.
0: Okay.
1: Which that makes sense. Um, That,
0: That Cole Getzlaff scored against you guys the other night was fucking pretty nice.
1: That, well, that, when he where he walked Pasternak and uncovered that one.
0: Yeah, but that shot it, it was such an awkward shot and he got so much on that fucking thing.
1: Did you like, see the final goal woo! by someone I don't even know who hasn't scored in like 44 games or something? No. He unloaded one that Rast didn't even react to it. it, was out of the net. He definitely looks slow side to side. He uh he's okay. down quick and it's you know it's it's rust. He hasn't played in a year almost so.
0: I wouldn't be worried
1: yet. No, I'm not worried yet. Um, did you see the video where Marshawn grabbed the kid's phone? That was cool. Yeah, so for those that haven't seen it, look it up. Marshawn, the kid was a video on the tunnel. As he was walking off, he grabbed it, and he gave him a little video. Once He, he was going to take a selfie, he said, and then he saw it was recording, so he made a little video and got the kid his phone back. The kid was elated. I mean, could not have been asked for a better thing for the kid. Um, like you mentioned, uh, the J.T. Miller thing. Uh, per, per Frank Saravelli, Boston's one of the three tim- teams in on JT Miller. The other two he mentioned were Calgary and New York. And I feel like those three teams are mentioned on almost every player right now. Yeah. They're um, they're gonna get better. But I will say this that JT Miller would fix everything that everyone has an issue with on the Bruins. Um, yeah. Although, while I say that, the second line that they put Hala down, I mean, moved Hala up, put Postinock down with Taylor Hall. Since that's happened, they're almost all at a point a game. I think Hall is like just under it, like point nine. It's crazy. They're clicking. So they got yeah. the secondary scoring. They're just the defense, they're having a little issues. Their gaps are too big and they're getting pinned in. They're trying to do the quick ups when they need to go. They need if it's not working, you don't beat your head against the same thing over and over. Just go D to D and go out off the glass. I mean, it's no, it's not rocket science. But anyways, they're going on a quick three-game road trip: Colorado, Phoenix, and Dallas. Colorado game obviously is the big one out there. You know, uh, it's national game on Wednesday night, uh, hockey night, ESPN, whatever it's called. Ten o'clock start, East Coast. And then Phoenix, Dallas for coming back to I think welcome the Kraken in. So yeah, the Bruins they got their struggles, but they're still trending in the right direction. They only have three losses on the New Year, so I'll take it.
0: They'll figure it out. My yeah. biggest concern would be Tuka, but I don't think it needs to be a huge concern yet. Listen, if it's a big concern, they still got Swamin' yeah. down it's in Providence right. and Omar. Yeah. So. Exactly, but you're hoping Pete figures it out. Mm-hmm. Um, beer League, really quick. Um, we had a game this week, and we had 13 people going.
1: Yep.
0: So I was like, I'm not going.
1: Wait, 13? What's that? Four and... Three. I think it's three and six. Three and no. Nine
0: nine and six. 13 count the goalie oh wait nine and four we had nine and four we had three oh, lines go. of 40 i'm not going to that like i just know that are, as a
1: forward yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: i know i'm gonna get two shifts a period i know that we're not gonna get any power play time and i'm gonna be miserable as shit yeah so i and <clears throat> i just had a long week you know coming off covid i'm like fuck it playoffs is next week whatever so i text everybody and i never told them i was in so it wasn't like it was like a no-call thing. Well, the moment I fucking say I'm out, don't you fucking figure everybody just starts dropping like flies. And it's like, what the fuck? So then they only had nine people. They played with nine people. They ended up winning. Shout out to Jimbo Urban, who you? uh I think he had a hat trick, but I don't know, man. I just we I think we have an issue of people saying they're gonna go and then they don't come and they, they kind of no-call no show. And That's to me, I, I would kick him off the fucking team. That's what I would do. It takes two seconds to send a text message. Like emergencies happen, cool. But uh, neither here nor there. But we're talking soft hockey players. Some people probably call me soft for not going to the game. But I just, I knew it wasn't going to be fun. So
1: um, do you guys, have you seen this thing called the bench app? Do you guys use that? Yeah, we have that. Oh, okay. Okay. Listen but, to me like I'm breaking cutting-edge news. The do, 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 do. <laughs> uh,
0: but, yeah, that's – I mean, I didn't play this week, but I think we have playoffs coming up next week. Hopefully I'll be okay by then. We'll see. I'm sure I'll probably get something fucking else. But um, what do you got for beer league?
1: So, well, I, I played a game uh, uh, Sunday. We got pumped, whatever it was. I want to say it was like six to two, but somehow I was a plus one. So I had my guy. Um, but I, uh, I did, uh, I did experience something for the first time ever. Uh, I think there's a book on me. I, I think in the lower level, whenever I got the puck, I had two guys on me. Really? I've never had that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, you just
0: got to stay away from everybody else. So you get more people, more room to play.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I adjusted. It was fine. It was just uh, something I'm like, holy smokes, this has never happened to me. I, I love um, that. They probably know you're also- a
0: host of a, of a hockey podcast and they're intimidated. <laughs> yeah,
1: the uh, the, uh, the and then something else just for for people who've played with me a long time to just to know that I haven't lost all my game. There was this one kid who was a cherry picking motherfucker, and I guess he's like the leading goal scorer. And he was playing. I was playing D. He was. I was playing the right. He was on the right wing, so we were opposite each other. But a couple times I'd slide over to, you know, just whack his stick or whatever, and uh, he at one point had a step on me, so I gave a little <laughs> cup check and uh, like in and out real quick, but enough that he broke stride and I got the puck. No yeah. call. Got to do it yeah, quick. I
0: like that. You got to be
1: smart. You be smart. Like, a, like a mongoose. Like a mongoose. Um, and then the big news from beer league is that the stalemate is over. The stalemate is over. For I said I wanted to pay as I can go as I go, and we were holding out. I got the call from someone who was taken over the team, and he was like, Brownie, what's the story? And I'm like, I said all along that I wanted to pay as I go because I'm so busy with work. I'm playing on a couple other teams, I can't make every team, blah, blah, blah. One of our guys, shout out to Rick, uh, got hurt. So his spot, like, I think he played two games. So yeah, happen- four. Yeah, I yeah, got paid for. it, So they got it approved from the league that uh I can pay Rick and show up because I was already rostered. So probably make my debut this week. I love that. You're back yeah. you're back in the line. That's big. That's It'll big work. as
0: the season goes on. That's huge, yeah. dude. Honestly. Yep. Shout out to yeah. shout out to uh to old Ricky boy. Um <laughs> That's what we have for Beer League. Now we're going to go into uh, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros.
1: Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
0: I only have one zero. Go ahead. I fucking hate being sick, dude. I hate being (laughs) sick, and I hate, like, in my mind being like, I'm so sick right now, and I can get this stuff done. Can you imagine what I'm like when I'm full strength? And, like, talking to myself, like, yo, when I'm full strength, I'm going to be such a better human, even though – It ain't happening, but. But you're pumping yourself up. I'm tired, dude. My fucking throat hurts. So zero the week. I'm just. I need to figure this out. Need to. You gotta get some
1: rest, fluids. If you're if you're near Cat in the Natural Area, bring him some tea because he can't figure it
0: out. Yeah, you were like, get some tea. I don't have tea. Um.
1: (laughs) I think think the words were, "I don't know how to tea," is I think what you said.
0: So, what I've been doing is like, I, I take a sick day, but then I'm like, I don't want to get behind at work. So, I'm like, okay, I'll try to get some stuff done. Can you just have a
1: throat? You're going to work from home?
0: Yeah, dude. I'm not working from home, though. I feel like fucking shit. Like, I need a day of that. I'm sleeping. So, I think tomorrow I'm turning off my phone because, like, I still get phone calls. It's like, guys, what's going on here?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Let,
0: let a guy be. Go to so, voicemail. Um, but yeah, that's what I got. What do you got,
1: heroes? A little and Therafluid and Ny- NyQuil, and you'll sleep right through all those calls. Oh, NyQuil,
0: yes.
1: So, my zero of the week is the NFL overtime rules.
0: Yeah,
1: this is the most dumbass thing for the regular <laughs> season. Do whatever the fuck you want, but in the much like I fixed the All Star game, I'm gonna fix NFL playoffs too. When you get to overtime, it's 15 minute quarters for the regular game, 10 minute quarter. And if it's tied at the end of 10-minute quarter, you do another 10-minute quarter. And if it's a tie at the end of that, you do a five. And then you keep doing fives until you have a winner.
0: Yeah, because taking the ball out of Josh Allen's hand was just not.
1: Listen, it's fine. But the coin toss is the whole game. So you have one of the most dynamic, if not the most dynamic quarterback in the league. Right? Because he doesn't slide. He lowers his shoulder. The kid's just a psycho. Yeah. And he never got to touch the ball in overtime. He's cool, dude. Wyoming, I think, is where he went to college. No, I have no idea. Pretty sure. But, the, like, it's just, it's just a dumb, dumb, dumb thing. So that's my uh, zero for the week. And, and listen, shout-out to my cousin, Matt, who lives in upstate – or you grew up in upstate New York. He lives in New Jersey now. And I'm texting him when Josh Allen – and why didn't you squid kick with 13 seconds left, you fucking donkeys? But I texted him uh, when that happened, and I'm like – I go, Josh Allen just dropped his nuts – or dragged his nuts up and down the kingdom. And he's like – it's not over yet. I don't have a good feeling. <laughs> and I go, how long did you feel this way? He's like, I felt this way since they got the lead. <laughs> so Not only not only did the Buffalo break his heart, he's a Sabres fan too. So shout out to Maddie. Sorry, buddy.
0: Yeah, me That's too. That's my Sierra of the week. So, And then I don't really have a hero. I'm just
1: gassed. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I have two heroes. My first hero is Nico Blackman, who I gave shit to a while back. For uh for that whole ECHL stretching over the – remember stretching over the red line and they didn't fight? And yeah. this is the guy from Miami. Well, what he perceived to be a racist gesture towards uh, Jordan Subban, this guy shot off the bench and was feeding anyone in another jersey rights. So good on him. And by the way, 74 pims in 19 games played. So Jesus Christ, good for you. Uh, my other hero is uh, the song daddy, Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel tonight broke the Ironman 965 consecutive games.
0: That's pretty fucking cool.
1: That's insane how long that is.
0: And what's Sit even in more game. insane, Phil, you know, the thrills right behind him.
1: Yeah, like 23 games or something. Yeah. So, so pretty, pretty cool. Game.
0: Yeah, you don't, we don't really see that, that often, but no, it's a lot of games. Uh, all right, we'll hop into our last time. I'm going to do a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of
1: three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars. I have another zero. I, oh. Remember I told you that the clock in the basement here where I do this, I never set it back? Well, the other day I was down here cleaning up stuff, and I go, you know what? What a what fucking asshole I am. I'm just going to forward the clock. So when me and Keta are doing this, I'm not freaking out that I have lost an hour. Well, I did something wrong because right now the clock says it's 430. So
0: Whoa.
1: zero's me. Go, like-
0: <laughs> I don't know what I
1: did. Maybe I didn't put the battery back in. I don't know. Whatever. Uh,
0: I just noticed talked- it, too. We uh, we talked about this last week, Our three stars of the week. Three people that we've never met before, but we would want to spend 24 hours with. So my third star, um, Conor McGregor. Oh, good one. I just think there's something about this guy, and I understand that people think he's an asshole and this and that, but what he came from to where he's at now, and like he, he'll probably right. never be a champion again. But you can't that say that that right guy doesn't right. have fun. Like that guy is a savage, yeah. and it'd be cool to watch the workouts that they do, and like do like the taste the whiskey, all that shit. I feel like it'd be a really really fun 24 hours. So Conor McGregor is my third
1: star. So I approach this as we're meeting the person at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we have till 3 o'clock in the afternoon the next day. Okay. All right? That's how I looked at it. Fair enough. So as always, I have honorable mentions. My honorable mentions are Patrice Bergeron, The Rock, and Johnny Knoxville. I think any of those three would be fun days. They'd be pretty good. But they're not my my top three. My third star, number three. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this one. Rihanna. No, I'm going to laugh. I'm all aboard that train. So 24 hours with Rihanna would be unbelievable, I think. You have 24 have, hours. The clock's yeah. running to close.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she is, uh yeah, hard to agree there. I, I don't really have anything else to say other than that's a fucking great third star, honestly. There you go, buddy. Oh, and this yeah. is
1: probably the first and only time Rihanna's ever been the third star.
0: Seriously. <laughs> <So, Cheers. laughs>
1: uh my number
0: two star and i haven't even like listened to his podcast but everybody just tells me that this guy's like the most interesting dude and he does seem like he's a pretty stand-up guy i think joe rogan would be probably pretty fun to hang out with
1: i feel like he's, the story he's pretty intense dude pretty intense dude
0: i feel like he has some really cool stories about the people that he's met some some good life lessons and he was fear factor guy wasn't he yep yep look where he's at now so my number 2 star also give me a plug on the Morning Skate podcast on his podcast there's some <laughs> little here So Joe a little Rogan
1: bit. uh Joe Rogan broke into comedy uh I was in high school and I remember him and he, I think I even good. He's fine. Yeah, I think I even saw him before. Have you ever seen what he did to Carlos Mencia how he just like cuz Carlos Mencia was stealing people's jokes like lesser known comics and Joe Rogan l- literally busted into one of his stand-ups, got up on stage and had a excuse me had a microphone was like Admit you steal jokes, like just. Well, he's also like third degree Taekwondo black belt. Right, like no one could fuck with him, and he's jacked. So yeah, Joe Rogan's pretty cool dude. And that'd be cool. Speaking of cool dudes, my number two star is definitely a cool dude, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, big I, hockey I, guy
0: too.
1: Yeah, not only a big hockey guy, but we talked about Bo Bennett with that good vibes only energy. I feel like Keanu Reeves would be that like magnified even more. He does a lot of really
0: cool shit that people don't know about. Oh, you would like put a rabbit people.
1: hole about this guy with all the stuff he does. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, and hey, before I forget, shout out to Bo Bennett, who is right now somewhere in a hospital in Arizona where it's apparently 45 degrees in his waiting room waiting to get an appendectomy. So good vibes for our boy Bo.
0: Good vibes. Good vibes for a Bo. My number one star. I'd be remiss if I didn't say Mark Messier. Yep. Won a cup in New York. And what's cool about Messier is everybody says that they're stories, but nobody ever actually says the stories. And yeah. I would fucking love to get into. It. So what
1: would be what would you do in your day with Messier? Where do you go? Like fishing and just rip beers and tell stories. Fuck yeah, probably yeah. maybe even go
0: to the rink, skate around a little bit, have a nice steak dinner, dude. Maybe some fucking Send him up for one timers. <laughs> I think that would be so fucking cool.
1: That'd mm. be so
0: cool. So my number one star, Mark Messier.
1: You want to guess who my number one star is?
0: Oh, boy. You didn't say it was Patrice Bergeron.
1: No, he's my honorable mentions. Ray Bork? No. As much as I love Bork. Is that Bruin? It's Jerome McGinley, baby. Oh, yeah. Jerome McGinley, my number one star. Would I would like to spend 24 hours with Jerome McGinley? He'd probably get really annoyed by me, but (laughs) I feel like it would be fantastic. We'd have a great time. We We either come out of it as very close friends or I wouldn't be able to go within 100 feet of them for the rest of my life. Either way, you got a story.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. But, all right, guys, that's kind of what we got for the pod. I'm sorry my energy's low. I just feel like shit. But we're about an hour into this. We covered quite a bit. Brownie, do you have anything else for the people at home?
1: No, no. As always, uh, shout out to our writers. Everybody, uh, Janks has had a great one. Uh, pumping, just dogging all over uh, St. Louis. Henry with his Oilers, right? That kid, yeah. That kid's good. Didn't Fink just put one up, too? I think Finkel just put up one. Yeah. So shout out out to all those guys. Uh, Yeah, and as always, my number one star. God bless you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are.
0: Wherever you are. All right, you guys take it easy. We'll be back next week, and I will try to be healthy.